You guys have opened the wormhole. Well, send the team in there, I guess. I hope my package is in there. It's vital I get my package. Oh, hello, my best boys and girls. So first, I think I owe you an apology. I'm sorry I haven't been there recently. It's just that, well, you know, end of October, sometimes some uh, scary stuff can happen. Rustle in the trees. Some shadows on the wall, sleepless nights. Yes, that's right. I was plagued with one of the most scariest things known to man. I was plagued with midterms, 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 midterms. And not the worst ones with the, all those Nimrods running for stuff. No, the worst one of all. A test, 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 test. But none of that matters here because now I'm back. And, uh... <clears throat> Today I'm going to be speaking on uh, just the general, I guess, uh, differences, maybe challenges with uh, live-action sitcoms versus animated sitcoms, or, you know, TV shows in general, sitcoms, all that stuff. So, uh, let's get into it. So one of the main differences is the um, antics that the characters get into. Like, in Spongebob, I grew up watching Spongebob, Jimmy Neutron, Fairly Odd Parents. Crazy stuff happens. Like, in Spongebob, bombs are going off. You see the bombs. Jimmy invents something in Jimmy Neutron, like some crazy invention kind of deal. And then, like, Timmy wishes for something, and the town... Towns get destroyed multiple times. Not really so much, actually, Jimmy Neutron, but, like, the Bikini Bottom has blown up, like, 70 times, at least. Um... I know Timmy's destroyed his city and his house multiple times in Fairly Odd Parents. However, in animated stuff, you, or in live action stuff, you can't really do that because animated's a lot more real. There's like real life consequences. Like, you freaking blew up the house. What do you expect's going to happen? And normally they don't show it. Like, they might be like, hey, where's Jimmy? Or, hey, where's Tony? And then, like, you see a, whoa, poof, like a, like, you hear an explosion, then he, like, emerges with, like, you know, his face all dirty and his, like, hair messed up, his clothes torn, like, I just blew that place up. Like, why would you do that? And then, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's more real life consequences because it, it's real. Like, live act, like, animated stuff, they're just, you know, chilling in whatever place they live in. But with this, yeah, it's, it's a lot more real. And I think they try to bring the realism there. And yeah, so, uh, and also with the antics, like, they don't show it. Like, they might, like, sometimes in the middle, the middle they did this, like, there was a character that wanted to slingshot him out, himself outside of the house. I don't know why he was trying to do that, but he was doing it. And then it shows, like, him, quote-unquote, launching himself out, but it's, like, just computer-generated, computer graphics, you know, so it's like, occasionally they might show it, but it's like very, you know, like if you look, it's just computer generated and a lot more rare. And also they can't really go that big. Like SpongeBob has been in the middle of several explosions. They can't really do that with live action because people would be like, um, he's dead. He, he, he should be dead. 
then the character would have to pop up and say, I'm not yet dead. I feel happy. I'm going to go for a walk. Ain't not fooling anyone. Or skin the cat. And yeah, like, if you fall from a hot air balloon in real life, you'd be dead. If you did half of the antics that they did, like if you were in like a jet that crashed, you'd be dead. Like you can't, you, some of the antics you can't do can't be shown in live action stuff because, uh, well, because it's just unrealistic that they would survive. And also the budget, like to make an actual explosion and to make it look good with the animators, you just need the sound effects. You need a talented person to draw. I, I can't draw, so. And a good editor, you know, piece it together. But with like, if you want an actual explosion with a live action thing, then, uh, yeah, you're going to need like, well, first of all, actual explosions, pyrotechnics, medics, pro medics and firemen standing by. I probably have to sign a butt ton of paperwork. Yeah, it would just be a giant hassle. And they're probably like, eh, no. And then stuff that doesn't even exist. Like in, uh, like in uh, Jimmy Neutron, Jimmy has a hover car or a hover jet or some, something that hovers. And he also has invented multiple different things that aren't real, like a machine that transfers his friends into monsters, a brain drain machine, a brain gain machine. And in that episode, actually, his friend uh, Sheen's head got a lot bigger, but I'll, I'll get to that part later. Yeah, he invented a lot of stuff that, well, <laughs> isn't real. Yeah. So that is the issue because, like, you have you would have to make it look, A, realistic, and B, you you'd have to make it. I mean, if you want to, you can just go the CGI route. But, I mean, this is a child's TV show, not like Star Wars or... Uh, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, Avengers, all that stuff. Like, I doubt they would go the extra mile for just one episode of a child TV show. Or multiple. Multiple, it would probably bankrupt them, honestly. Because I mentioned before, TV shows, they, they last for a long time. Um, and then if they have to make something different out of all those times, then that's, yeah. That's, that's complicated. That, that can be pretty hard. To do. That's why normally a lot of the stuff that's shown is shown off screen. Like, whoa, did you see that giant explosion I was in? I don't know why I keep on going to explosions. I'm like, did you see that thing I was in? So, yeah, they would have to either A, make it look realistic somehow, which is a lot of work, or B, just not show it at all, or C, hire people like professionals for an episode of a child TV show that might just go unwatched. Um, another thing is that the antics of the characters, they can be a lot bigger. Like, Spongebob's eyes have popped out of his skull multiple times. Sheen's head has blown up to disproportionate amounts. Tom and Jerry. Tom is basically like Play-Doh where he can kind of just mold into any shape he fits into. You can't do that with live action people. They have an unprohibited. Weird, unusual punishment. Like, you can't just, you know... You can't, you know, like, make someone's eyes pop out of their skull or, like, have their face, like, some, somehow removed onto another thing if they got, like, hit in the face with a basketball or something. No, it doesn't work like that. The human body does not work like this. So the reactions have to be a lot smaller. But, I mean, they can still do big reactions. Like, my mom mentioned how in Disney Channel, 
the reactions are pretty big. Like they can't be like, no, I didn't do that. They're like, no, I didn't do that. You know, you have to go big. They kind of like, you know, I guess compensating for how they can't really do a lot of Korea stuff with like, you know, live action because, um, because, well, uh, you can't have like people transform into something like if someone wants to transform into like a goblin or something like, you know, you do the green face paint, you know, the, you can like, you know, make them hunch over a little bit and just, you know, you can do tricks, but you can't go as big as, you know, live action. Like, Oh, I fell from a parachute and my bones are all over the, all over the place. And that's what, that's what, and that's also goes with the uh, whole, you know, it has to be realistic. Like, it'd be like, uh, you'd be dead or spend a lot of time in the hospital. Yeah, so in live action, it's a lot more smaller than animated. Maybe that's why I didn't like really animated because, you know, they have to be a bit smaller, a bit more toned down for, uh, because, yeah, with animated, it's just, you know, you can do whatever you want. But with live action, you just really need to, you know, tone it down. And now it goes to the set. With anim with the live action stuff, the set's easy. It's whatever location it's on. If it's a house, it's a house. If it's a neighborhood or a city, it's a city. It's, you know, pretty consistent. It doesn't really change. I mean, yeah, sometimes stuff around the set can change, but the general structure is looks very similar it's very easy because like let's face it you can't all of a sudden be like oh this house now doesn't exist like just snap like Thanos just snaps the house away it doesn't really work like that with animated stuff however they need to be careful if they care i say if they care because sometimes it's pretty obvious when they don't because when um now growing up I use something called VHS tapes. And my mother actually recorded a lot of SpongeBob episodes for me and my sister because my mom, for whatever reason, also likes SpongeBob. <laughs> and let me just tell you something about SpongeBob. The, the setting changes constantly. Like there is some there is some consistency, like, okay. Okay, it's uh, Patrick Squidward SpongeBob's house. He goes off normally to the right. There's the Krusty Krab in an indiscriminate amount of location. But sometimes the set completely changes. Like, sometimes it takes him a while to get to the Krusty Krab. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I remember once Mr. Krabs was trying to ditch SpongeBob in the kelp forest for some reason. I don't know why. And, like, it was literally, like, if you walk there, it'd be like a five-minute walk from Patrick's house. The Kelp Forest doesn't exist anymore now. <laughs> um, sometimes there's not. Sometimes they even forget that the Chum Bucket is like right across from um, the Krusty Krab. Yeah, so it's clear that they don't care. But you know what? That's because it's meant for little children. It's meant for a child to watch and enjoy. And you know. I thought it was weird. I'm pretty sure my sister pointed it out. My, maybe my parents even talked about it before, but we didn't care. We're like, okay, well, I guess we're just going with this. But if it's like meant for older kids, like adult-ish cartoons, adult cartoons, but you know, Simpsons, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, varying levels of adulthood, yes, but 
they need to be a little bit more careful and more consistent. Like, you can't just randomly say, like, like uh, in Bob's Burgers. Bob's rival, Jimmy Pesto, an Italian bakery, or bakery? An Italian restaurant, I guess. Oh, gosh. I worked in an Italian restaurant. Darn. We, we weren't across from any burger place. We were across from a Jack in the Box, though, and a Jalisco, a Mexican grill. Not really directly across. It was just kind of in a strip mall. Anyways, this is not about my uh, about where I worked before. This is about move, TV shows and sometimes movies, but right now we're talking about TV shows. Anyways, um, they, they, Jimmy Pesto is right across from Bob. That's, you know, a fact, an indisputable fact. It's mentioned a lot. Even if it's not directly mentioned, you can just look across and be like, oh, Jimmy Pesto's. Like, you can't all of a sudden say, oh, nope, he's all, he's all the way across there now. And like the Wonder Wharf. The Wonder Wharf isn't very far. Yeah, yeah, a few, sometimes a few blocks. Sometimes it either takes like a little while or a long while. But like, you can't be like, oh, it, it's now like a huge drive. So basically, they just need to be a little bit more careful with that. With live action, it's it's easy. It's like, oh, we can walk over here now. Oh, this is my neighbor's house. Oh, this is my job. Oh, this is where... This is my kid's room, unless they, like, for some reason directly, like, change it. Like, oh, now it's on the right side, it's the left side. That's weird, I don't know why. But, like, you can't just change a whole neighborhood. And most of the times, just be for the sake of convenience, they are actually shooting in a real-life neighborhood. Like, it's easy. It's consistent. You just need to show it. And not, like, the only thing that they would have to be careful of is, like, in the middle, um, the main family is the Hex. Yes, H-E-C-K, as in what the Hex. It's the Hex. It was weird, but I got used to it. Um, the Heck family lives pretty close to the Donahue family. Now, the thing that they would have to be careful of is like, oh, you can't say, oh, it's all of a sudden the Norwoods house. Because the Donahues live there. I mean, you can try kind of like in... Maybe in the early versions of the film, of the TV show, like if it's a long-running show, like seven plus seasons, like maybe the Norwoods lived there, but they wanted the Donahues to be a little bit more major, so they just kind of changed it. You can change it. You can kind of get away with that like a little bit. And honestly, only eagle-eyed viewers would be like, um, it was a different family. But even then they would be like, oh, did you know that it was a different family? Just, you know, fun little little trivia fact. And so, yeah, that's just, you know, that's a challenge, more of a challenge that animators have. They need to make it a lot more consistent if they care. Mainly consistency is like, you know, the, uh, if you want it to be for older audiences, like older cartoons. Um, but younger cartoons, you, you don't care. It, it can go like, as long as it, there's a general somewhat consistency, like, like SpongeBob's house and SpongeBob lives next to Squidward who's in between SpongeBob and Patrick like you can't you can't do that <laughs> you can't uh you can't change that but like i guess what i'm trying to say is in the area the the buildings that are in, that interact with each other not like buildings like hey hey how you doing bye buddy hope you find your dad 
I mean, but the buildings with the people that interact have to be the same, but like general location can change. And as long as you have a consistent kind of direction, like, oh, he's going off to the right. He wants to go to the Krusty Krab or like, oh, he's he's running straight. He's going to go to Sandy's house. But yeah, that's just a general challenge that animators have versus live action. Because live action is there and you're not going to bulldoze an entire house like, hey, I don't want this house there. Let's get rid of it. Let's make a whole freaking set for each episode. It's just unrealistic. Another thing is, well, this one's kind of going to bleed into the other one, is casting. Now, a lot of these shows, they have fishing as a main theme. So, you know, you got a beta hook, you got to, you know, throw it in the water and wait for a bite. Then you pull the fish in. And then if you know you're hunting a giant shark, you're going to say, we're going to need a bigger boat. But casting, I feel like, is a big thing for live action versus animated. Because normally with sitcoms, most times, it's about a family. Mom and dad, and for some reason, they always have three kids. I I don't know why they have three kids, but it just seems to be, you know, a thing. I think they just want the kids to outnumber the parents. Um, or maybe they just want, you know, multiple different threads of a storyline. Like, oh, if it's, you know, mom, dad, then Paul, Jimmy, Candace... They could be like, oh, Paul and Jimmy are going to do something while Candace goes off with the mom and then the dad meets up with, you know, dude from sports bar, whatever. You, you get the point. Um, so based on that, they're going to have to cast, you know, relatively age-specific kids. And within the same, you know, they need to make it look at least plausible that they were, that the, the mom and dad had that kid like they have unless they want to do a blended family which is different but like you can't have like the mom be like extremely blonde and the dad have like you know be also extremely blonde or actually no no no. you can't have you know the mom have uh brown hair the dad has like jet black hair and their one of their kids their uh, kid one has brown hair also kid two has black hair but keeps it pretty short kid three's a redhead where did that come in it's possible they have the recessive gene, but unlikely. Um, but yeah, so they have to make it look somewhat realistic. Like with animator, with animated, you can just, you know, draw it. Like, okay, brown hair, brown hair, brown hair. Or maybe like, oh, they have the recessive gene, so blonde hair for you. It, you don't need to worry about that. With casting, though, you need... And also with, like, facial structure. It's hard to describe facial structure. Because with hair, you can color it. You can color it brown, black, green, purple, orange, rainbow. You can make the Mona Lisa, I don't care. But they need to look at least the same face-wise. Also with age. Age is a big one. That's one of the things I'm going to get to later. But age is a big one. All right, so for Homer Simpson in The Simpsons, don't! He is... Homer is supposed to be, I think, in his 40s. The actor who plays him is 65. Not too bad. Um, now, John Roberts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. The actor. Not the Supreme Court justice. The actor. I'm not getting into politics. <gasps> Jeez. Where did all these angry comments start attacking me from? 
I meant John Roberts, the actor in The Simpsons, not not the not the Supreme Court justice. My gosh, guys, freaking gosh! Hang on, I want to try something here. I love democracy. Oh, there, great. No, Palpatine, Palpatine. <sighs> gosh, it's like I say freaking anything. Yeah, um, I really hope I don't, you know, accidentally capitalize. Whoa, jeez. Ah, capitalism, capitalize. Gosh, you people need to calm down. I'm talking about, gosh, angry comments. Anyways, John Roberts, the actor, the actor, is Linda Belcher. And John Roberts is 50 years old. Actually, is going to be, um... 51 soon. John Roberts' birthday is coming up. So happy birthday to you, John Roberts. I don't think you listen to my podcast, but if you do, keep up the good work. We love you, my Bob's Burgers. But yeah, that's the point. John Roberts plays a woman and his voice spot, and they, they obviously couldn't have that because, you know, while, yes, you can dress someone up to look like a woman, they're... There might be like, um, that looks like a guy. Or like, they might be like, whoa, hold on now. That's not, it's, uh, kind of looks, still looks like a dude. So they can't cast that unless they like really want to try it. I don't know why, but you'd be like, whoa, um, okay. That's, uh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they would not be able to cast that person to play that character because it doesn't fit the criteria. Moving right along in Boss Burgers, uh, Kristen Schaal, honestly, one of my favorite voice actors, just actresses, just because she has a very distinct voice, like, right when I hear it, boom, I immediately pick it up. I'm like, that's Kristen Schaal right there. Um, she plays Louise Belcher and Mabel Pines from... Gra- Louise Belcher from... Bob's Burgers, and Mabel Pines from Gravity Falls. Um, Mabel is about 12. Um, Luis is probably a bit younger, around the same age. She's 44. Again, that wouldn't work because, you know, you can't make a 44-year-old woman look like a 12-year-old girl. Finally, finally, my last episode, and this is probably, your pro- right when I start talking about this, if you know, you're like, oh, this is it. Nancy Cartwright, famous voice actress, um, related to Sabrina Carpenter. Holy cow! I had no idea. Kind of cool. Anyways, um, Nancy Cartwright does a ton of voice episodes in The Simpsons. However, none of them are girls. They are all boys. It's Ralph Wiggum. Nelson Muntz, who you probably know him as going, <laughs> and none other than Bart Simpson himself. However, she is 65 years old. Recently had a birthday, 65. You obviously can't cast a 65-year-old woman to do a 10-year-old boy. But I mean, in voice acting land, it can be whatever. You can even have a freaking parrot voice one of the characters as long as it's consistent. I mean, yes, generally, for normally for like, you know, movies and stuff, they want to get, you know, relatively the same kind of person like 
I think Boo was actually a young kid when they vo- when she did it. Um, I know someone actually who was the runner up to play Russell around the same age. Russell from uh, Up. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, with that it doesn't matter. It can be anyone behind there. Like if they voiced the voice well, then that's fine. But in 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 live action world, you have to you have to, they have to be accurate. I'm sorry. They just have to be, you know, they have to look the part. Now, you can, like, age them down or up, up, down, up, down. They can do some amazing stuff. Like, um, in the at the in the TV show The Middle, the kids are supposed to be, like, teenagers, and the parents are supposed to be 40s, 50s. By the end, they were the late 50s, and the teenagers were in their early 20s. But they still managed to dumb them down and make them look or not dumb them down, they managed to age them down. And if they can age them down, they could probably make them age up. I mean, yeah, you probably can't do it with, like, <laughs> you probably can't do it with, like, puberty or nothing, but, like, when puberty happens, but, like, before puberty or after puberty, you can make, you can, you can do some pretty impressive stuff, but overall, the acting has to be, like, the same. At least the actors have to be at least somewhat similar. Like, okay, I can see that. That's what uh, The Amazing Spider-Man gets criticized a lot for. Like, um, Andrew Garfield does not look like he's a teenager. But Tom Holland, Tom Holland does look like he's a teenager. When he's, like, in his 20s. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you got to have the casting get kind of at least similar-ish. One final thing that live action has to consider versus animated is what happens when your actors get older. Now, with animated films and movies and TV shows and stuff, they don't really have to worry about them getting older. They can just draw them the same age. I mean, Bart Simpson has been 10 since, like, 1989. Phineas and Ferb's summer lasted for way more than 103 days. Or four. Four? Yeah. Sorry, we just fact-checking. It's four. Um, yeah, and just everyone just constantly stays the same age. Uh, Gravity Falls lasted for two seasons. They stayed the same age. They stayed 12, although they did have a birthday. Um, yeah, Jimmy Neutron has been in, like, fifth grade or fourth grade forever. Same with Timmy Turner. They don't age. They don't age, and they don't have to deal with the problems of aging. However, live-action shows... They have to deal with aging because time passes. Like Stranger Things. Thank you. Do you, you want to say something? Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, please welcome my wife. I recorded this over a span of a few days, and she wasn't here for the first. So welcome my wife, Michaela. Hello. Um, I, I just thought of Stranger Things because I think the kids on there, if you're familiar with it, they grew up a lot since season one. If you go back and watch season one and then now they're age in season four, a lot of time has passed in real life, but on the show, they just do it by each year. So, um, so for the last season, because they've grown up so much, they have to do a time jump. That's, um, I guess the theory out there that there's going to be a time jump to 1989 because they're currently in 1986 so that their actual age looks closer to their character's age since they 
if anything, because they're older now, they have to make them look younger to make it look like they only got a year older, even though between the last couple of seasons was a couple of years. So um, because it takes them so long to create each season, there was only a one-year gap between season one and two. But then after that, between two and three and three and four, it was two years at a time. And because these kids were like, 12 or 13 when they started and then now they're like 18 19 20 and then there's also the um kind of the the older kids like steve and nancy and rock and um, robin and robin yeah all of them jonathan they yeah and jonathan they all grew a lot too they were like i think around 18 19 when it started and now they're like in their mid-20s and well actually steve is like 30 so um he's older than i think a lot of people think um so yeah anyway so so they have a huge time jump and they have to make them look younger because on the show they don't age that much because they just do it i think by each year starting with 83 and then 84 85 86 19 19 85 yeah sorry i just had to i like that song Mm mm-hmm yeah, you've been talking about it all day. It's a good song. Yeah. Hey, if someone out there <laughs> wants to make a parody foot called 2015, I'm open to that. For 2015? Yeah. Because I don't remember 2005 that much. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Rants and references. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, the, so they think that now because they grew up so much and it's been like, how many, like, um, one, two, five years? or six years between I'd say I think six years between um season one and season four so the kids grew a lot especially during that time like when you're barely a teenager and now you're like an adult basically like 18 19 20 um I think there's a lot of growth there and a big difference in how you look and how the kids especially look so I think the time jump for the next season makes sense because they really have to make them look more realistic to their actual age now by going from 86 to 89. And it, it's good, I think, for the last season too so they don't get to the 90s yet and it stays in the 80s technically with 89 being the last year. So yeah, I just think it's interesting when that happens and I think that happens a lot in other shows too where – you know, people are always playing someone younger than they actually are. And they have to create time jumps to catch up with their real age and make it closer to their actual age. And that's something you don't see in animation because they don't have to change their look because they're animated. They're not real people, but real people do age and change in their looks, especially during adolescence. So... Yeah. I just think that's really cool how they do that. Well, I mean, they also had kind of got screwed over because of COVID, too. Right, yeah. They had to, like, stall for a while. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. here remembers COVID, so. Yeah, I think it, it it would definitely not have taken as long if it wasn't for that, for them to release season four. But I think it actually kind of was a good thing in a way, though, because I think the episodes would not have been as long. And I think the way this season would have looked would be different if it wasn't for them having that extra time to work on it. Season four is really well made. Yeah. Although season three is our personal favorites. 
yeah, it's like season four is a lot darker and scarier. And I, I do like tend to like the more lighthearted stuff. Like in season three, I think it's very funny and lighthearted. So I think that's why I like that season the most. And season two is kind of dark too. Season one's good just because the first season of shows is usually like one of the best ones, if not the best one. I'd say but, normally season two is the best one because with shows, a lot of the time, like sometimes with the first season, they're just trying to testing things out, seeing what works, seeing what didn't work. And that's when they kind of, you know, they refine it and smooth it. But the Stranger Things has been pretty consistent throughout the entire thing. Yeah, well, like, I, there, there's no season I like dislike, but I think Same. season two is at the bottom if I had to just rate them. Just because of one thing in season two. And that is that weird filler yeah, episode. Yeah. Honestly, I'm honestly extremely surprised at that episode. Um, yeah. The episode we're talking about is when Elle finds out that there are strangers like me. I got another. And she basically meets eight, right? That, eight. That's her name, right? Yeah. Eight. And eight does. Well, she, she has a name that I, actually, I forgot. I forget. Yeah. We, we skipped that because episode. She, <laughs> Yeah, because she was like only mentioned in that episode, I don't really remember. Yeah. But I'm just not sure yet how that's relevant because they never brought her back again so far yeah. after that. I don't know if they will for season five because they, they did slightly mention her in season four and they, they called her eight. They honestly... And like they mentioned that she escaped before the massacre and the lab happened. So at least like... We knew how she, you know, she obviously survived that because we saw her in season two older, like mm-hmm. at an older age. So she clearly got out of it, but they clarified in season four how she managed to escape before that happened. And I think it was actually Vecna slash Henry, Henry slash one that yeah. said that, um, that made that comment mentioning that she got out before that happened. Um, but like besides that, like small comment, there's nothing really been anything relevant to it besides just letting us know that you know Eleven's not the only one. Like clearly with her number, there are others like her with powers and that were in that lab too. Yeah. So I, I get that purpose to show us that there's other people and she met someone else mm-hmm. from her past. There's a uh, different powers too. Like yeah. She makes people see and I think feel things too, like very minor feel things, just like a a bug crawling on you. I think Mm -hmm. she did that with one. And basically, Eight fell in with a pretty bad crowd. They're now committing crimes. Mm -hmm. And I think one of them was even pulled up like by the police. He said, Mm -hmm. I'm not a crook. Yeah. And so then Eleven is just like, "Um, screw this. My friends need Mm -hmm. me. And then left. Yeah. Luckily, she, she knew it wasn't her place and her scene. I know that eight did want her to stay. She'll stick with uh, making bullies pee their pants. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it, it's interesting though, like how in um, live action age is a real thing for people. So you can definitely see that difference, but in animation, they can make them look the same for years and they will look yeah. exactly the same if the animators want them to, because they don't have to make those changes because it's not realistic. I can't. I can't think of a um, show that active that actually changes the looks of a character, like permanently, like a haircut mm-hmm. or like maybe they get like a bruise just, or something. But I think just like time jumps usually. Yeah, sometimes with time jumps they change age. But mm-hmm. as I was saying, another unique challenge of that with aging comes new challenges. Like you can't have like this twenty-four-year-old playing a high schooler. 
I mean, actually, you probably can, but it won't be very realistic. And yeah, Andrew Garfield, case in point. Yep. But uh, one of the shows I'm thinking of is The Middle and how they mastered this like beautifully. In The Middle, they uh, there's three kids: Axel, Sue, and Brick. Brick. And so what happened with Axel is Axel went off to college. Now, the challenge is college and figuring out what to do with that. Because, you know, you can, like, somewhat kind of, you know, shove them into community college or maybe have them not go to college and still try to keep your entire cast together. But it's realistic that they go off to college. And that's another challenge. Like, as they're getting older, they have to happen to have more challenges. Like, in Stranger Things, Mike and Elle's relationship was great at the start. Season one and season two, it was great. Season three, it was kind of getting a little bit rocky. And then season four was just a giant train wreck. For Mike. For Mike, yeah. Elle was not not the problem. Although she did lie. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, uh, yeah. That is just, um, yeah. And, And just new challenges come up. And they have to deal with that. Like, maybe the... Maybe the kid, maybe just a random sitcom. Maybe the kid doesn't want to be, you know, super close with the parents anymore. That's normal. That's breaking, kind of breaking apart. Maybe they have like a different crowd they hang out with, uh, different interests. Um, boyfriend, girlfriend. That's a huge one that they need to navigate. Like, you're not going to, like, at 10 years old, you're like, uh, no, I don't want, I think you're past the cutie phase, right? Yeah. Yeah, past the cutie phase, just kind of like the, okay, something's happening. I'm kind of interested a little bit, but I don't know what to do. And then, like, you know, then when they actually want to start dating, that's a whole other ball game. Like, you got the parents. You got how much time you're allowed, certain rules that you have to follow. And then college. College is a big jump. College was probably the big, one of the biggest changes in my life. One. Yeah. One. Yes, I said one. And marriage. And marriage. Ooh, hang on. Another challenge is cats. That's why I had to stop because I thought my cats were getting into something, but they weren't. Well, they were, but they were getting into something that we don't really care about. Anyway, what I was saying is that challenges, like they have to overcome challenges, but with live action, it just, or with animated, it just stays the same. Like, yeah, they do include love interests because why not, right? Include include slight love interests. College is barely mentioned because it doesn't progress. They don't get older. Nothing changes. Some things never change. Like Amar animated shows, they always stay the same. Da 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 da. And Finn, do not jump upon our TV right now. How you guys are still listening? I don't know how. Just kidding. Thank you for your support, y'all. Love y'all. Anyways, yeah, that is pretty much the main thing, is that live action, things change. You can't stop time. Yeah, and they have to deal with those changes. But with animated, animated does not change at all. And that was the part over. Wrap it up, slap a button, send it to you guys. Animated versus live action shows. Both are good. Both can be good. Both can be bad. 
Um, there are some a lot of differences of them. Um, for instance, with animated, the reactions are a lot bigger and the antics are bigger. But with live action, it's supposed to be more real. The reactions are a bit more real. Like you can't just all of a sudden have like someone's eyes popping out of their skulls if they see like something coming towards them. And then if they get hit by something, they're not like, oh, magically okay in the next scene. Um, another main difference is the set. The set of live action is easy because, well, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, there. And it can't really be changed unless they really want to change it for whatever reason, but that normally doesn't happen. With animated, they need to be a bit more, you know, consistent unless they don't care. Like with shows meant for older audiences, consistency is a little bit better, I think. But with like shows like SpongeBob, and uh, Fairly Odd Parents, the set changes a little bit, like the scenery. But again, you're not going to be like a five-year-old, like, hey, that's not right. I mean, my sister pointed it out once, but it made literally no difference whatsoever. I'm just like, huh, yeah. Oh, well, I guess this is reality. Reality is often disappointing. But when I animate stuff, reality can be whatever I want it to be. Another difference is casting the show. In, live, in animated, they can look similar. You can draw them to make them look similar. But um, with that, they need to cast relatively close to the age, so it's realistic, and make them look somewhat similar. Like, you can't have a, a dad with black hair, a mom with brown hair, and then the daughter is, is a redhead. Just where the heck did that come from? Makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, you can get into genetics, but I am not a genetic science podcast. I do movies. And also, one of the main challenges is with, with live action versus animated is just navigating through the changes. Animated, they stay the same age. The age that they are, boom, consistent age. I mean, they can have a birthday. That could be one, but they're still not going to change in age. They go through multiple Christmases, multiple birthdays, stay the same age, not look any different. And they won't look different at all. Like they won't, they normally don't even change their clothes. Some do, but sometimes they wear the exact same thing. Louise Tina and Jean Belcher, same thing. Dipper Pines, same thing. The, the Simpsons, they wear the same thing every day. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Mabel Pines, she actually changes her sweaters, but her sweaters are a uh, plot point somewhat. Anyways, uh, yeah, they they change and they're different, and they also have to navigate through the challenges, like adopting cats that are being naughty right now, or college, or dating, even marriage, but normally that signifies the end of a season, or the end of a show. Just because it's such a drastic change. I talk a little bit about this in my other podcast episode. Yeah. So that's all. I apologize that this uh, episode took a little while to come out. But I will try. I will try my hardest to make, a, make another episode this Tuesday. I will try. No promises. I will try my best, guys. I promise. All right. Uh, so that's all for this episode. And roll credit.